0: And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's a l l b i r d dot code SUPER24. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: Hey, it's Monique. Welcome to the podcast or welcome back. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 185. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to share overall wellness topics and vegan entrepreneurship because this is truly a lifestyle. It's so much more than food. Be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and on YouTube I'm Brown Vegan on both of those platforms. So yes, I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm hanging in there drinking my second cup of black tea because I am a little tired today, but the show must go on, right? I got to get this out to y'all. On today's episode, I have Joy on the show. She is a YouTuber. She is an actress and singer. So we talk about all of those things as well as her vegan journey, like why she started, some of her favorite go-to meals at home, some of her favorite restaurants in LA where she lives, Just a fun conversation with Joy. Of course, you can get the show notes and everything we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com under episode 185. Before we get into the conversation with Joy, I want to shout out this week's listener review on Apple Podcasts. Shout out to the Amanda B. who left a five-star review. Her title is Great Show. I'm a loyal listener. And she writes, I have been listening for a while now and I've been hooked to these last few weeks listening back to back. This podcast really settles the hesitation I had about becoming vegan as I've struggled on and off for years. Thank you for the new information gained each episode. Thank you so much for that review. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review, as well as a comment letting me know what you're enjoying about the show, what you want to hear more of, all of that good stuff. All you have to do is search Brown Vegan, scroll down, tap five stars, and then type out your own review. So yes, I appreciate y'all as always. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation with Joy.
2: I always say that I was born to be a vegan. I've always been very in tune with my body, even at a young age. I never liked eating eggs. I never liked drinking milk. I would eat my cereal out of like a little Ziploc baggie and eat it with my hands. Like I never liked milk. It made me want to throw up. Ice cream always made my stomach hurt as a kid. Yogurt always gave me weird vibes. So I always say I was made to be vegan because. Just from being a kid, I never really liked dairy products or egg, anyways. But of course, I would consume those things when it was like baked in something or cooked in something. But I've always been very in tune. And at an early age, I remember like eating red meat and it always like feeling really stuck in my throat or in my chest. And Mm. just as a kid, I just remember being like, "Mm, that doesn't feel right. But you know, that's what like your parents are giving you. That's what your family is giving you to eat. So like you kind of think it's normal, but then I would always question it like, "Mm, that doesn't feel right. And then just even like processed foods or drinks or snacks, whenever I would eat those types of things, I could taste the chemicals on my tongue and my brain, it was a single signal to my brain. And I would instantly think about like, "Oh, that fruit juice doesn't taste right like it doesn't taste natural and so I feel like that's kind of a gift <laughs> that I had as a kid because yeah. you know, as a kid you know you you drink all the sugary things you eat all the snacks you you know you eat all the little the fast food and all that stuff but I was able to really question it and I was in junior high when I first stopped eating pork one of my best friends in junior high she was Muslim and she told me she didn't eat pork. And during lunch at school, there was a bunch of pork options. There was like pizzas, pizza bites, all this stuff. And so I didn't want her to feel left out. So I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to eat this stuff either. I'm going to eat whatever you're going to eat because I didn't want her to feel left out. And so I don't know, even at that age, I started to question, like, oh, why don't you eat pork? And she's like, oh, it's because of my religion. And, th- and then I started asking questions to like some of my family members. And they were like, oh, yeah pork I heard like someone in my family had put a mason jar filled with like raw pork and they just set it outside for a couple days and they told me that maggots came out mm. and I'm like okay well maggots came out <laughs> so that doesn't sound right and then my friend doesn't eat this because of religious re- reasons, so it just made me think like maybe I shouldn't be eating this but no one really told me I just kind of made that decision. And I remember my family members being like, oh yeah, okay, you're not going to eat pork. You're not going to eat your granddaddy's ribs anymore. Okay. And I love to show them to this day, I never ate my granddaddy's ribs ever again. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> okay. So then a couple years later, I was a big McDonald's girl. Like I used to love my nuggets and my fries and my burgers and all that stuff. And one day I was like on a road trip with my family out of state and we pulled up to McDonald's and I got my typical 20 piece nugget with my supersized fries. Like I always do with my sweet and sour sauce. And as we're in the drive through waiting for like the food to come, I started thinking like, wait, no, I'm not even in like my home's, town right now i'm in a whole nother state and i can get 20 pieces of chicken from mcdonald's and then i just started to add it up and like i was just like wait there's mcdonald's all around the world and then i was like wait restaurants all over the world serve chicken like where are all these chickens coming from you know and so that's when i really started to question like okay what is up with the food industry so that's around the time that i decided I wasn't going to eat chicken anymore or red meat. Red meat came first, then chicken. I went to a Chinese restaurant, still a teenager, went to a Chinese restaurant with my family. And we indulged in like this Chinese buffet and got like all these different types of chickens and all the, these different types of meats and everything. And I remember feeling so sick because I stuffed myself. And I we got into the car and I remember I just said out loud, I'm going to be a vegetarian and no one really like paid attention, but I think of it was- course not you just ate all of that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I don't think they knew where it came from, but I think it was more so me telling myself because I did not feel good after eating all that meat. And then that's basically when it started. So like my sophomore, junior year of high school, I stopped eating meat
1: that's the whole process. Now you know what? i gotta I gotta laugh at this for a second with you because you went from saying you loved McDonald's, but you were like mindful about food right? Now you,
2: know, now you know. I know. <laughs> I know it was, I, it was weird. It was weird. It was like the <laughs> things I was like mindful about. It was like, you know, certain like snacks and cookies and drinks and dairy and all that stuff didn't make me feel good. But for some reason I was hooked on McDonald's. Like yeah. I eat McDonald's all day. Cause I was we just, all have
1: our vices. Yep. <laughs> it and was like always something. <laughs>
2: yep. And as a kid, it felt quote unquote clean. Okay. Fries, nuggets, you know? Like, okay, this this feels clean. Like, I couldn't taste the chemicals in McDonald's. Mm. I really couldn't. I really
1: couldn't. But that was my jam. So stop eating the meat in high school. So when did you decide that vegan life was for you?
2: Okay, so at this point, I'm eating purely pescatarian. But once again, I don't eat like eggs and dairy like that. But I do consume things that may be cooked with it. Like if I have like a dessert or, you know, something like that, that I'm just not aware of. And so... I moved to LA and I was 18 and I moved to LA by myself and I still ate seafood. And I don't know, it was like the more aware I got, the more I just felt like I didn't want to eat fish anymore, but I didn't quite know how. I didn't even know what vegan was. I just knew that I wanted to be vegan. Like that felt like my journey. And I was recording music with a music producer at the time and he was vegan. And so after one of our studio sessions one day, he's like, let's go to this vegan restaurant. I want you to try it. So he takes me to this restaurant in LA called Real Food Daily. And this is in 2010, Real Food Daily. And I had the most delicious meal of my life. I had like a spinach Alfredo pasta and it had like veggies in it. And then I remember I had a chocolate chip cookie. And two simple things, but the thing I remember the most is like, I could really taste real food in these meals. Mm -hmm. Like the cookie tasted like a real cookie, like what a cookie should taste like. It didn't taste like all, I don't know, you know how like milk and dairy has that and butter has that like that funky taste because it's literally rotten. Like it didn't have that. And then the pasta was creamy, but it didn't have that funk to it. Like I could really taste the flavors. And I remember, oh my God. And I remember I had leftovers and I ate the rest the next day and it was even better. And so that was the day I decided, okay, I can do this. And to me, I really went vegan because I did not trust the food industry. Like that moment when I was in the McDonald's drive through I started thinking about, okay, where are all these chickens from? coming from? And then just like the dairy industry in general and the meat industry, I'm just like, where are these animals coming from? Where's this dairy coming from? You don't know who, who killed it, how it was raised, where it came from, like you just buy it in the store in a package. And that didn't sit well with me. And I thought, well, how can I not be so affected by the food industry negatively? And I thought, well, vegetables are the least touched. They come out of the ground and like, you know, whatever process and they're packaged and they're at the grocery store versus, you know, being an animal being raised and killed and skinned and packaged and all that stuff. It just felt like the safest thing to me to consume, Mm. you know, plants.
1: Well, I feel like LA was the perfect place to be when you decided to do this. Yeah, because you guys have everything out there. I know, we
2: have everything. We really have everything. I do wonder like how my life would be if, you know, I stayed in Michigan, Detroit where I'm from. There's definitely vegan restaurants there now, but at the time there weren't any. So I just wonder how, you know, where my trajectory would have led me to.
1: yeah. I wonder too. I, yeah. Cause I actually just spoke to someone that's from there who has a vegan bakery in mm. Detroit. So oh, wow. it's come a long way. It's black owned and everything. So oh, Detroit wow. is, yeah. She told me that there's a lot of options now, but yeah. like you also said that there weren't for a long time. There so yeah, were. you're absolutely right. And then you, you, the producer gave you probably a little bit of mentorship about like what to eat and had conversations with you to help, you know, reassure you that this was a good decision for you. So yeah, I, I definitely think that made a difference having some help with that.
2: Yeah, actually I don't feel like I had that much help. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, oh, right, right. tell me more. Tell me more well, because I think like not soon after that, like I feel like we may have started w- stopped working together cuz I was di- going a different route musically. I was making just like I wanted to make different music. So we kind of stopped working together. No bad blood or anything, but At the time, I remember when I first went and I went cold turkey, I remember like the first meal I tried to make was a disaster. It was literally just raw cucumbers and peppers and like lettuce. And I was like, this is not sustainable. Like, it's so crazy because it's like when you've been non-vegan your whole life, making a non-vegan meal for the first time is so, it's so tricky because you're like, wait, what do I eat? I've been including like, you know, animal flesh or dairy products into my diet my whole entire life. It's just like when you're in school your whole life and you get out of college and you're like, wait, I've never not been in school anymore. Like how does the real world work? Like, so I had to really figure that out and it wasn't an easy journey at first. I got discouraged. And then, so I started including fish back into my diet shortly after that, because I didn't know what to do. And my friend who was vegan, who I had met, he said to me, joy, why do you still eat fish? Like, why do you still eat fish every once in a while? And I was like, well, I'm really having a hard time like replacing it or trying to figure out how to make a meal out of it. And he's like, look, I got you. I'll give you all the tips you need, but this is all you need to know. Oh. And then I started telling him like, I just like fish, they come from the water. And like, I don't know, fish just feels different. Like, I just don't know. I don't know. And he said, joy, fish suffocate when they die. And that's all he needed to tell me. And I never touched Mm. a piece of fish ever again.
1: Wow. Yeah. The thing that helped me with fish was finding out that a lot of them are eating. (laughs) I know this is so dramatic, but if there's like a, they're eating everything off of the floor. So if there's like a dead body in the ocean, they're eating off that. I remember when I read that, I actually read that in, I think Tracy McCorder's book. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) right right we all have that story was there anything else that kind of made you was there another ingredient that you were like okay I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to replace this
2: honestly no I think it was just fish because I yeah like I said I didn't really eat dairy or eggs or anything like that anyway so it was easy for me not to like buy it or consume it because I never bought it anyways I would only Mm -hmm. I would have eggs if I had a dessert or you know grandma's banana pudding or something you know but like I never I just was never a dairy or egg girl so I do feel like my transition was pretty smooth in that regard but yeah and then like when he said fish suffocate when they die it just made it so real for me I was just like first of all everything is energy and so if you're consuming something that was dead number one but number two you don't know how they died how, how they felt when they died all that energy and that the, those muscles freezing into that form you know like and you're consuming that
1: the trauma yep. Yep. yeah yeah the yep. trauma that's why yep. I look at it yeah yeah so when you when you moved to LA for mu- music and acting right is that yes. why you decided to move mm-hmm. to LA yes that's a very young age too. You to just kind of like leave your whole family. I, I want to talk about speaking of like leaving your family, you know, you say grandma's banana pudding and your <laughs> uncle's ribs. Right. I mean, how did that go? Yeah. Like, wh- what was that about as far as, you know, leaving at 18 and then deciding not to eat those things? Have you ever tried to veganize those meals? How does that look for you and your family?
2: Definitely, when you visit? definitely. So it's my granddaddy's ribs. And then my grandmother, she's very Southern. She's from like a small town in Georgia. So I was literally raised on like country food, like country, country, good Southern cooking. And so a lot of that stuff is easy to replace meat with and like not have meat in. So the collard greens, the cabbage, the, you know, fried green tomatoes, the hot water cornbread, the okra. Mm. Like these are, these are meals that are really heavy in vegetables you know, already. And so it's like, I just don't use the, the meat fat or the neck bone or the pork, you know? So those are really easy. And then I could just make the fried chicken with the oyster mushrooms. So it's super easy to veganize all these things. Cause number one, majority of them are very plant-based, you know? and then the great thing is is that like everyone in my family is very very open-minded so like when let's say i go to my go to detroit and visit my grandparents i can literally make them i'll literally make them vegan meals breakfast lunch and dinner and snacks and they just love it they absolutely love it they'll eat it i think for them it's more just so like they've been eating a certain way for 70 plus years that it's hard to switch out everything you know so when I'm there I go to their grocery store and I try to like buy little replacements or you know buy herbs or buy things I know that they can keep in their fridge or their freezer or their cabinet that they can reach for because I know they're not used to like buying those things you know yeah Yeah. make it easy them. I love that
1: that's such a blessing that they're open-minded about it too Yeah, especially when it's good
2: it's like what you gonna say like it's good food you know exactly
1: because you love to cook right exactly
2: I love to cook it's literally one of my passions
1: (laughs) yeah and your food always looks really good too on Instagram
2: Thank you. yeah
1: girl yeah Yeah. there's
2: like a saying like some people eat to live but I live to eat (laughs) I I love it Empty. I love it. <laughs> So,
1: what? How? Because I know you said earlier that when you stopped working with that producer, you decided that you were going to change your music. Like, what type of music do you like to create these days?
2: I love to create R and B. That's nice. my heart. Yeah, I really love R and B. I love soft R and B. That's like very lyrical and like. Just gets you in your vibe or, you know, in your feelings or makes you feel something from the production to the sound of my voice to the lyrics to everything.
1: So I'm hopping in to thank Zencaster for sponsoring this episode of the show. They're an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you quality studio audio and video without the technical know-how. This is a full circle moment because over a year ago, when I started working with my podcast editor, Daniel, he suggested that we switch over to Zencaster for stellar quality. And I'm so glad he did because it is so easy to use and super, super consistent. So if you don't know, none of my guests are in studio with me when I record my Show. So we have to do everything remotely. And to ensure that the quality is good, all I do is send them a link to Zencaster. They don't have anything to download. They come in and we record. Podcasting already has like a million moving parts. So knowing that I'll always be able to record and not have any issues with the quality of the show is just one less thing to worry about. I always tell you guys to start a podcast. So if you are ready to do that, make sure that you go over to zencaster.com slash pricing. And use the promo code Brown Vegan to save 30% off of your first three months. Once again, that is Zencaster Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com slash pricing. Discount code Brown Vegan as one word. I'll make sure that I link it to the show notes for this episode for you guys as well. So it's easy for you to click through. What about acting? So have you have you done, are you still like uh, auditioning often? Like what does that look like for you?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely since COVID auditions have all become pretty much self-tapes. So I get auditions a lot and I'm super grateful to be able to audition. I'm on, I don't know if you're familiar with Netflix's Dear White People.
1: Oh, you were
2: on that? Yeah, I'm on season four. Dope. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. You got to watch <laughs> Yes. I didn't know. That's awesome. Yes. I love it. I just finished filming a Tyler Perry show. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear okay, you. You okay. said you
1: just finished filming it. So is this something that is already
2: a show or is it new? It's already a show. It's already. What is show. it called? Now I got to look for it. <laughs> I don't, I feel like my, the season's not going to come out until next year, but it's uh, Sisters. That show, look at you! I, I love it Yeah, I'm so grateful. It. Congratulations! Just, yes, thank you. I just did an episode of NTIS that aired like a couple months ago. So, yeah, I'm definitely busy on the acting side. I look forward to like playing more roles, and you know, we'll see what's next. But those are a few things so far.
1: Nice. Yeah. So, uh, another passion I noticed for you is that you like to review things. You love to, especially <laughs> restaurants, you love to go and see what I people do. have. So, I do. What are some of your recommendations in LA? When people need to come out to visit, they got to do some work. Where do you think they should go and eat?
2: Okay. Well, I, I'm not going to just recommend just any old place. Like, I'm a foodie, Like I don't go to restaurants to eat there unless like they do something different than I do or do it better than I do currently. So like any basic vegan places, no, we are not doing that. So we're going to, <laughs> <laughs> you got to go to Crossroads. That's like one of my favorite restaurants in LA. Mm-hmm. Crossroads Kitchen is on Melrose. My favorite Thai place is Arias Thai Place. And that is on Beverly Boulevard. It's the best Thai because I feel like a lot of the vegan Thai places, they very, they, they like really make like the vegan Thai like really healthy and clean and like not nah, arise is still healthy and clean, but it has those authentic Thai flavors and like, it's just like the most authentic Thai. I feel like you can get veganized and it's all mm-hmm. vegan for tacos. I love El Cocinero and that is in Van Nuys best vegan tacos you will ever have. And then for sushi, I love going to Shojin, which is downtown LA and in Culver City. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I knew you would have a list and I knew it would come off real fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me t- let's me let say this then. T- you don't have to say names unless you want to, but okay. because you're very particular about what you like, mm-hmm. um, outside of it being too clean as far as the ingredients, what else is a turnoff for you in vegan restaurants?
2: Oh, when it's like too like process or too like like for example I'm not going to name any names but like I went to this restaurant and like I, I just saw what the chef was using and I was like those aren't even ingredients I would buy at the store like you know just the brands like very commercial brands like I don't like anything like major food industry like brands that they be pushing and stuff so I don't like that like if you're making the sauces and stuff and the dips and the meats marinating them and things Ingredients that I want to even buy. One thing about me, like I don't eat uh, like artificial flavors. <laughs> I I don't eat like chemicals and stuff like that. So I'm always checking labels for that. So if I see a place like using things like that, it turns me off.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you want home. If somebody makes sausages, you want them to make their sausages. You want them to make homemade sauces and things like that. No,
2: they can be impossible or beyond. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm talking about more so like the marinades or like, you know, the dipping sauces. Like I'm not, I don't, but that's just a personal preference. Like, I just don't eat everyone's dipping sauce because I don't know what y'all put in here. Like, you know what I mean? What brand is it? Joy, I'm, like, like, I'm
1: going to get you because you were eating, listen, you were eating sweet and sour from McDonald's. I'll be judging know. nobody. It was good. It
2: was good. It was good. I know.
1: You know not am going mess with you.
2: <laughs> I know. It was good. But that's just like my personal. That's just me. Like, that's just me in general. Like, I don't eat candy unless it's like natural. Like, that's just how I am. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, there's a lot of great places and people love those places, but yeah, I love, I rock with the fake meats, but I do feel like in the last few years I've been eating more of them and now I'm trying to eat a little less. I think they're great, you know, but I don't think we should lose sight of like, you know, let's also live healthy lifestyles too and have a balance of all those things, you know? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So what are some of your favorite meals to put together at home then?
2: My favorite meals. So I love like your go-to's. Yeah. I love pasta. That's my favorite because I love like jazzing up the tomato sauce, putting fresh basil in there, spicing it up, putting mushrooms in there, garlic, you know, all those things. And I feel like you can get so creative with pasta. Lately, I've been trying to eat kind of simple just because I've been trying to reset my gut health. So I've been loving rice and beans and like greens, like any kind of green vegetable, and then, like, some kind of, like, sauerkraut or kimchi or something. I've just been loving mm-hmm. that. Just simple and clean. And I make a lot of Asian dishes, too. That's probably my favorite. Like, yakisoba noodles. I think I'm going to try to make homemade ramen tonight. Yeah, I just love I love anything, like, Italian or Asian or, like, soul food. hmm
1: So you just yeah. like a little bit of everything. Yeah, I love like that. a little bit of everything. Yeah. A little,
2: little taco night here and there. You know, mm-hmm. a little... <laughs> Yeah, I really just eat what I crave, and sometimes that's junk, and sometimes it's a, <laughs> sa- and sometimes it's a really good salad. <laughs> that's
1: real life though yeah. that's
2: what that's what i love about this i think that
1: you know a lot of times when people start they think that okay all vegans have are smoothies and salads and yes i actually go through those phases too mm-hmm. that's what i'm all eating but then i'm enjoying some of the junk and then i'm back to the, the yeah. smoothies and, yep. the juices and things like that but that's real life for everybody yep. vegan yep. or not yeah you know? and so, that's
2: okay that's it really okay is. Yeah, it
1: really, really is. Yeah. So when you were saying that you are resetting your gut health, are you saying with, with with the fermented foods is what you mean? Is there anything else that you're doing?
2: Yeah, I'm just trying to be like gentle with my tummy. I've just been like taking probiotics and then, like drinking water, a little well, extra water. And just yeah, that's pretty much it. And just trying to keep it like not eat as many spicy foods and stuff. I'm yeah. just trying to like, you know, take care of myself. Mm-hmm. like hit a reset button. I would love to go on a juice cleanse <laughs> soon. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I
1: love know. juice and I've been drinking it every day, but I don't know if I can just have a cleanse. I can d- drink two or three juices a day, mm-hmm. but I need to
2: chew too. Yeah. I, I don't know if you. I can.
1: <laughs> I, 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 don't I feel know. you.
2: I'm the same way. I feel like I might just have to do it though, just to really like get my gut health back to a hundred, like give it a yeah. break, you know? Of so, course. It's, yeah, yeah,
1: it's very important, I think. So how long do you, if you do it, how long do you think you would do it for?
2: I would probably do like, and honestly, I probably wouldn't even do a whole juice cleanse. It would probably just be like, a, like a raw thing. So where I'm drinking juices and eating salads and fresh fruits and veggies, you know, just everything raw. But I would probably do it for like five to seven days, maybe. I've done it before. Yeah, I did it a few months ago and it helped a lot. Good. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, what
1: else do yeah. you do as far as for your your life? As far, what is making you happy these days? Like, what do you enjoy doing outside of eating in the restaurants and <laughs> hanging out with your friends and your music and your acting? Is there anything else that you're like really enjoying these days?
2: Well, I'm finishing up my book right now. What? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like a book? No, it's not actually. I don't Tell know me when more. that'll come. So this book is about. It's called Tiny Book of Wisdom for Girls of the African Diaspora. And it's basically just a book of affirmations and poetry to remind Black girls and women how amazing we are, you know, descending from the motherland and just to remind us of our greatness because so much of this world tries to tell us we're not enough. We're not smart enough. We're not pretty enough. We're you know, we're all these things. And so this book is just to reaffirm and to get back to who we really are in our souls. And yeah, so I will be releasing that. Maybe it'll be out by the time this episode comes out. Who knows? Yes, you have to let me know so I I can link to
1: it. Oh my God, that's incredible. And it's such, we definitely need that reminder as often as possible. So I love this.
2: Definitely. I love it. Especially when there's like things in our faces constantly trying to tell us that we're not. Not great. And that's the wonderful but crazy thing about being, you know, a descendant of the African diaspora is like, we know how great we are. Like, we hold it in us. Like, we know, you know, like we know, Mm -hmm. but we don't hear it and we don't see it enough. So, this is just another way to remind ourselves. So, that makes me really happy. I'm also a host of a YouTube show called The Vegan View it's me and three other girls that are the hosts and it's a weekly talk show it comes out every monday morning on youtube and we basically try new vegan products so we did like a beef jerky taste test we do new new vegan chicken taste tests, we do vegan milk taste tests, we do all the taste tests so that you don't have to basically so you know which ones to go by and we also talk about like vegan dating And just like, you know, vegan lifestyle. Yeah, vegan lifestyle. I always think of you guys
1: as lifestyle. Yeah, you're a lifestyle show for sure. Exactly.
2: Being vegan during the holidays, dealing with non vegan family and friend members. Like, so it's just a safe place for us to come and be with our community and, you know, be a voice for some people who are in the middle of nowhere in America and don't have any vegan options or any vegan friends or, you know, so it's kind of like they get to join us on our journey.
1: Yeah. You have to tell me as far as like behind the scenes of Mm -hmm. like your production. Do you guys, of course, you must be batching your episodes because there's no way that all four (laughs) people are ready every week like this. How does that look? Yeah, It's a secret.
2: (laughs) Uh -uh. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, we batch our episodes. We kind of figure out what what new episodes we want to film and what we want to talk about, kind of map it out. And then we get into the studio and we just knock them out back to back to back. And then we also do like LA restaurant reviews. So, you know, we might film that on a random day during the week. And then we also film like what we eat in a day on a random day of the week. So we kind of switch it up. But yeah, we do definitely do batch filming. (laughs) It it gets pretty crazy though. It gets pretty crazy though because like we have to change our hair and like our makeup a little and change clothes and see what we all brought that matches. Wow, so
1: it's like a, usually,
2: do you guys knock out the month at a time? Pretty much. How I, usually, yeah. like at least five or six episodes, so that's like a month and a half, a month and a week. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, to get it all done. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. have so? It's of course you have a team of people that are helping you.
2: Not Please really. Tell me you do. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it just seems like you do. It just it's high production, so I just so, assumed
1: that it was just a lot going on. Uh-huh.
2: I'd say it's a team of seven, so us four girls. And then one of the hosts, her husband, it's his production studio. So he helps set up the mics and get us filmed all nicely and get us lit all nicely. And then Melina, one of the other girls, her partner, he is also a DP in real life. So he like records us. And then I have a stylist on set. And so it's pretty much just us. So it's basically the girls, their men help us out. They set up the lighting. They set up the table. They set up all the things and they film us. So...
1: I love it. Yeah, I love it. Hey, yeah. that's the best way to do it. Yeah. We're <laughs> the man-
2: or, the yep. or the
1: boyfriend in it out.
2: Okay. No, it worked out perfectly. <laughs> it's like, how did her husband end up being like, you know, he has a whole production company. So it's perfect. We're manifesting, you know, management and like a producer. So that'll all come. But for now, it's just, you know, our little team, but we get it done. And then Hannah does the yes. editing. Hannah edits the videos. So, you know, it's a lot of team effort. You
1: know, it's yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. The management is coming for sure. Yeah. It is coming for sure. Yeah. Before we wrap up, is there any like tips or final thoughts that you have that you want to share with the listeners about, you know, veganism, life? Anything you want to share?
2: Well, I grew up obviously in a black community, and I'm sure other cultures can relate to this as well. But, you know, our food is tied to our tradition, to our upbringing, and to all those things that are so, so beautiful. But our food is also killing us along the way. And I just want everyone to know that we can still have those cultural things. We can still have those flavors. We can still have that family time. But the food, we could have the food and it will taste a million times better and be better for us. We've normalized being sick as the norm, being sick in old age as the norm, being sick at young age as the norm. And it doesn't have to be like that. We have the power to reverse a lot of health issues and a lot of traumas by just changing the way we eat and the way we think about the foods that we eat. It's better for your body. It's better for animals and it's better for the environment. And we deserve to live long, healthy lives. We deserve that to ourselves. We deserve that. We owe that to our ancestors
1: absolutely yes well said well said let us know how we can follow you on instagram and also your the vegan view youtube channel
2: okay so my personal instagram is joy j-o-i-l-i-a-y-e my vegan page is vegan with joy j-o-i and the vegan view is on youtube it's youtube.com slash the vegan view i think (laughs) <laughs> well, in? I'll link it. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> I'll link it, but it showed up in all the blog posts, so they can <laughs> okay. find it. But I, yeah, you can find it by just looking yeah, at the vegan view because I've done it yet.
2: Yeah, it's youtubecom slash the vegan view It's like you know the real ver- meets the view. But yeah, check out our episodes, and yeah, and then my music is on Spotify, Apple, Title, wherever you listen to music, and it's under my name, Joy Leah. Stream that, run that, play that R&B for someone special, and yeah. Thank you so much for having
1: me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your support. And I'll talk to you next week. This podcast was made using Zencaster. Be sure to go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use the promo code BrownVegan to save 30% off of your first three months.